All right. Hey, Yago, how's it Everybody going? Everybody get your Bibles out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to Where There Are Two. This is our second episode slash first episode because we <laughs> screwed up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, about that. I said we would explain in the next video. Yeah, just briefly. So, yeah, we kind of screwed up in the first ones, and we liked the way that the second one came out. Anyways, so everybody get your Bibles out. We're going to do Matthew chapter 1 and through 4. So that's originally yeah, what we could... did, and yeah, we're just going to go through it again. And Kale and I, we've probably read this so many times by now. We just know it. <laughs> we're, we're set. <laughs> but, you know, there, there's always, like, we don't know. Like, the last episode we did pretty well, and there's a lot of material, and who knows? We might get stuck through one and two. But... Yeah, I mean, most of this stuff is just kind of, like, telling you this is what happened, and this is what happened. So you can't really go yeah. too much into the interpretation of it all. You kind of just have to put yourself in the, in their shoes at that time, what they were going through, and try to kind of see what yeah. it is. Uh, you know, but take it, but we're, take we're, it for what it is. Yeah, and we're, and we're not going to read the first 17 verses because those are all um, names yeah. that we are – have a hard, especially me, I have a hard time pronouncing them. Mm-hmm. Um, for, whatever, for whatever reason, I get the hard ones and Yago never gets the hard names. Yeah, we well, I, I, I get tripped <laughs> up on them too. So I don't want to get too cocky because then I, I'm going to start messing up and it's going to be very embarrassing for everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so – Okay, let there be light, Kale. Yeah, I need to read. All right. Um. So, so that's kind of cool. You actually use a physical Bible. I see, and you make fun of me. You're telling, you're calling me old. What? What did I do? You're calling me old because I don't know anything about uh, technology or the internet or whatever. And then I'm using the Bible app, and you're still reading from <laughs> a book. Yeah, that ancient piece of thing. That ancient thing. Well, I almost no it, matter. I almost called it a bad thing. Okay, but I'm I, yeah. Well, I, I just think it, this is more true to the word because this book will never die. And when your phone – your phone is on a battery. So that's a, the dying word and this book is the living word. True, true, true. I can't argue with that logic <laughs> there. You know, hopefully there's no major fires, you know, because you got to lug a big book around. That's like, oh, wait, my yeah, book, my book. Oh, gosh, oh, gosh. <laughs> How about you just run out because more, more, more often than not, your phone is in your pocket. So just say <laughs> But how often are you carrying a Bible around? Well, how often are you going to be carrying a phone a lot, and you just have the app? If yeah, your phone, how often if, are you if your phone breaks, your home. just get a new one. How often are you reading <laughs> the Bible outside your home? I really want to know. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a good point, but I just like knowing I have the option, Kale. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> okay. Equal opportunity. Fair. Yeah. There's some America. All right, so let's just let's just dive right into the birth of the Jesus word. Christ. You well, want to start? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go for it. In verse 18. Cool. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way: when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. 
Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Jesus woke from sleep, Joseph. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, not Jesus. He hasn't happened yet. When Joseph woke from uh, from sleep, he did as angel um, as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until he had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. All right. So, do you want to break all these down at the very end, or do you sort of want to do this now? Because this one's pretty straightforward. Oh, let's, let, let's, uh, let's just. Yeah, let's just break this one down, I guess. Yeah, because it's pretty simple. Really not, not, not much yeah. happens. Um, so this is just talking about kind of what uh, Joseph went through before, you know, obviously finding out that his wife-to-be, were they married yet? No. no or, they, 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 that's, yeah, that, that that's was the right. whole, They were betrothed. That was the whole thing. Yeah. That was why it was so controversial. Like, yeah. like that's why he divorced her. Well, well wait. To divorce... Well, that, well, that is a good question because it says to divorce her. Because quietly. she had to like, go away; to... they haven't consummated yet. Oh, okay. Because, it, yeah. Hmm. Oh, okay, but yeah, I just wonder because, like, That's were like... they married? Because it says to divorce her. But you know, like that, it, whatever the situation was, they haven't came together, and well, uh, because you're allowed. Remember, you're allowed to. What we read in the Sermon on the Mount, you're allowed to divorce your wife with, uh, you're allowed to divorce your wife for sexual immorality. Yeah. Right? And so that's what would be the thing here. But he was going to do it secretly because obviously, you know, she's pregnant with a baby and she wouldn't, she would probably get stoned or something. People wouldn't lash out at her. They would destroy her life, you know, to do that. So overall, yeah, just as probably said, a pretty good guy, shame. you know. Yeah, it says he's a just, um, a just man. Right. Um, but um, it's kind of interesting that he kind of like took what like he. It must have been a very vivid dream for him to have taken her back by like. Yeah, and I wonder that. I wonder what the original Greek says because for those that don't. That most of you probably know, but ESV is just English Standard Version, and that's kind of where we're reading from. But it's the most uh, easily, it's the most readable one uh, that is still probably still pretty true to what is written. But again, people always say try to read the original Greek and stuff like that because the interpretations and and the depictions of what happens is. Very different from well, yeah. It, it's also like it's the cultural language yeah. and like the understanding was different as like in our English because one of the under um, one of the uh, metaphors or like my dad gave me was <clears throat> when when I was younger he said the the I don't know if the middle is the Middle Eastern or just like the, the Hebrew people mm-hmm. they the way they would perceive it as uh, for us. We say the past is behind us; it's already happened, and the future's in front of us because we're walking. Oh, into it. right. But yeah. they would they would say the, the future's uh, the, the, behind no, the past you. is the past is, the past is in front of us, and the future's, future's behind, behind you us. because you can't see because we can see behind yeah, you. Yeah, we can't see the future. You can't exactly. see behind you, right? Yeah, I, I've heard of this. Um, but yeah, so well, that's we've very... gone through this chapter several times, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. but I don't think I, I don't think I ever brought that up. Like when we were talk when we would talk about it, just you and I. Um, so. That's why I wonder when it says that he had a dream, would it be maybe a vision or something would be described differently is, that, is what I wonder. 
because you know yeah. a lot of times in in the Bible it talks about they have their people having visions and this is like so it's dreams another word for vision but let's just say for 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 what we're reading right now it's dream you know if you want to yeah, look deeper into it you can and we we recommend you do you know but i mean i this, i think like yeah you know I, we've had dreams that like are pretty like i like have vivid, and yeah. there's some dreams that are like vague and then like i i can say for myself that I've had dreams that I questioned, like, was there a meaning behind it? Because it had some, like, I still remember it to this day. And there's, like, like I'll say, like, 99% of the dreams I have, I forget. Like, I like even yeah. if I, like, remember them, I, like, throughout the day, I'm like, it's just gone. But, like, there's some that just stick with me. And, like, and very few. And so, they, they and they have, like, it's almost symbolic in some ways. And I'm like, well, it's very, and it's, and it's kind of odd, like, how, uh, and, like, at least one dream in particular, just how odd it, like, it was relatable to my life at the time. And, but yeah, like it just kind of wonders, it's like, you know, like how vivid was his dream? I guess it was like, well, it must've been very vivid. It must've been very vivid for him to be like, all right, I've got to take this literally and do it and take her back. I mean, and, and look, look at the outcome because we're still here. 2000, 2017 years later, right. Still talking about it. So even if it was just done on a whim or whatever, look at just the outcome that they had, like, you have to go pretty far to meet someone who doesn't know who Jesus is or, you know, hasn't heard of, mm-hmm. you know, this story in particular. But, yeah, and then, so this is again. Oh, I watched a very interesting video today, Jordan B. Peterson, and it was the first lecture of the Bible study that he's doing, uh, where he's, it's um, how he says that the Bible is psychologically true. And he showed a graph and it's every single time the Bible references it references references itself, and th- it was really crazy. It was like these little arcs, and the colors were how often, mm-hmm. and the length was. Um, I can't remember. It was like another. Uh, you know, there was like X Y axis, you know, and it's sort of like the 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 key was, graph. Yeah, it was a graph. It was just a graph. But it was really interesting to see, like, and he can he said it was the first um, self-referencing, uh, well, text, obviously. But he, it was like how the internet, you know, it's self-referencing. You look yeah. up stuff on the internet, on the internet, and you look up, you know, more information about itself and stuff like that. Just and you follow the story all the way back to something that was written yeah. forever ago, because it's still relevant to that time. And that's sort of kind of what we we hope to do here. You know, it's like yeah. it's still applicable to our, day, our daily lives here because there are certain things that happen happened in the in the story of the Bible on all of it, whether you want to take it literally, metaphorically, uh, historically. Uh, there's many things that we learn from it that are still true to this day, whether it be how you look at life, how you behave in life, how uh, you react to certain things in life, that kind of thing. And for our listeners, uh, Jordan um, B. Peterson, he's a uh, professor at the University of Toronto, yeah. and he's a philosopher. Is that uh, no? Like he's is? he's a psychology uh, psychology yeah, he's okay. a psychology professor. Uh, very he's not, brilliant. He's a, I mean, super, yeah, he's very smart. Dude. Very. I mean, very I, I could just listen to him talk about like archetypes and stuff and all that kind of stuff all 
for hours on it because I do. You know, I find an hour-long yeah, video yeah. of him talking. It's amazing, and he gets he into very it. interesting. That's the thing. The the that that first lecture with, uh, I totally recommend people if you have the time, listen to it. Because, you want to? You should send me the link. Sure, I'll send it to you. It's hard to follow at certain times. It's hard to follow. I mean, especially because I work while I listen to it, so sometimes I get lost in what I'm doing. But uh, if you get, have the time, just listen to it. And you, he looks at things so differently, but it's so crazy. He actually doesn't even get to what he was there to do until the very end for like the last 10 minutes. Because you know how he is. He just goes on and talks and talks. Yeah. And he really gets deep into everything. He does, and it's yeah. crazy how he does that, and it's it is entertaining to watch. And he's he's not he's not a Christian, is he? he? I don't think he is. He is a Christian. He considers himself Christian. Wait, now he does? Cause I I was so confused because I listened to like to a podcast with him, and wasn't it uh, Stephen Crowder? Yeah, and he was like, "Well, I wouldn't." He's not like he's probably not like your typical uh, Christian in the sense, but he does like what he, what I've gathered from the things that he's talked about. Uh, he talks about the Bible as though if you want to take it metaphorically or psychologically, that's what he says. It's psychologically true that the things that the Bible says is totally relevant to how we are as people, how we have uh, relationships with one another, uh, how these stories are true because we know them to be true because we know them to be morally true. You know, he talks about the yeah, morality like, of it all, and it's all. But does he believe in Jesus? He talks about Jesus, but I don't know. That's the, that's one. Well, point. that's the thing. That's the thing. Like, 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 you can talk about like moral truths. I mean, people say that about all kinds of religions. They're like, well, there's this truth. There's this. There's my truth. I'm like, no. I don't know because truth. he keep. I feel like he keeps sort of moving closer to like what a traditional Christian is because he. Well, th that's kind. Of, the, okay. The entire, the, listen, the entire thing that he's doing here is that he is doing this sort of to. He's these lectures aren't necessarily him teaching you about this he's actually trying to figure it out as he goes and it's kind of this self-exploration exactly. that he's, he's searching right yes and it's really interesting to watch because again you get to see you know our faith and this whole other perspective which i think i think is true because look i think that historically there are a lot of things that are true i mean i think jesus is a historic figure i think he's an actual person uh, and he he said he was who he said he was the son of god i mean i'm i'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a christian big whoop you know like that, that's obviously that, that's what the definition <laughs> of a christian no, no no that's the definition of a christian right someone who believes in that yes so um like big surprise right anyways and what i was saying was he wait what was i saying i got lost now uh, well we were talking about uh jordan b peterson and like where his where he was searching and how oh no uh, but i was saying how the, the bible like i think it it is historically true but i think what yeah. whatever way you would look at it because it is true you find truth in it you know you you know what i'm saying yeah. like uh, this 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 story happened because it was meant to teach a moral lesson in the future and it it's true that if you live your life in this certain way that this you know or telling you like the prodigal son all these different um parallel uh par par parables that jesus talks about they're true because they're morally true and because it's coming from a true place right so it's that yeah. kind of thing that's what i'm saying so i think w whatever way you look at it it is what is true is true and it's explained and it's explained in here I, at least it's I worth do, looking I, into I wonder, yeah i wonder if i could meet the guy 
That like Jordan Peterson. That'd be pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. I fucking love to meet Jordan Peterson. I mean, I'm okay, in okay, Toronto. Listen, listen, listen. If we get big <laughs> enough, if we get big enough, can you imagine if we have him do a Bible reading with us? Like, we'll read about it and then we'll talk about it. The podcast itself <laughs> yeah. will be like four hours long. I'll let you know right now. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It would be so <laughs> freaking worth it. It would be so worth it. But you know, one can dream and pray, right? It's Jordan B. Peterson. You can't go wrong. <laughs> I mean, I've actually made a. I'll talk to you about it later when we're not recording. I'll talk to you about it later. Uh, some people that I think would be great for this, if you know, people. Yeah, of course. People, after this, people seem of to, course. If people of seem, course. Of course. But if people seem to enjoy this, you know, obviously. Anyways, yep. if enough people want to, because that's the only way that they would ever agree to that kind of thing. But anyways, so on to chapter two. Yeah, you want to move on? Okay. So she has the baby. The visit of the wise men. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, or by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come to worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had been, that they had seen when it rose, went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I told you I got this. The flight. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. Good job. The flight to Egypt. Now, when they de- had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Out of, the, out of Egypt I called my son. No, oh, I can't read this part. All right, Herod kills the children. <laughs> then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all male children in Bethlehem and all of that region who were two years or old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted, because they are no more. The return to Nazareth. But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who um, sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. 
But when he heard that uh, Arculus was reigning over... I, I, it's a hard name. It's a hard Arculus? name. That's what I'd be yeah. my best guess. Arculus Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Arculus uh, was reigning over um, Judea in place of his father, Herod. He was afraid to go there, and being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth. So that was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled. That he would be called a Nazarene. Just basically how it went down and the consequences of this jerk. Because he got mad because he was pricked. All because it was prophesied that this person was going to be king of the Jews. Well, it, it, we see this like uh, continued pattern of this revelation being revealed to... Joseph in dreams. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty consistent in that sense. And it's, it's, I think it's even more uh, interesting that all this was happening because uh, it, it, it would say that this was, this was done so that uh, it would fulfill what the prophet said. This would, be, this was done because the prophet said this was done, this yeah. was done, this was done. This and, was written a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and like the Old Testament was written even longer mm-hmm. ago, and but it's interesting because like you know if you think about if you're a, if you're a Jew and you are really knowledgeable about the, the prophecies, and you're like so wait, how is this gonna work? He's he's got a the the son has got to come out of Egypt, but he's got to be called a Nazarene. But he's got to be born, and it's, it's like it's just so, so like, yeah, all over the place. And it's, so they're like, "How is this going to happen? Like, this is craziness." And but we can see that it's at least what my takeaway is that even um, in our personal lives, that we seem that we're being uprooted and, and or like things are changing all the time. It's and that are seem very inconvenient for us. Like I'm sure it was really inconvenient for like Joseph and Mary to uproot themselves and move that much and to like avoid all these obstacles. Like this, it, like it's all done in God's plan. Yeah. And, yeah, and, but, and to, to right. And I was gonna say, I was just gonna add on to it. it had to be pretty what you were saying before, pretty vivid vision or dream or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. drove him to do this thing because. Again, they were uprooting their entire lives, basically, to go. But do you think they're more nomadic already by that point? They're like, oh, we already know. We're probably not going to be staying here long. <laughs> we know the drill. We know, <laughs> we know how this has happened many times before. Just get ready. I, I'm I, probably going to have another I, dream tonight. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, for me, like, I've moved so many times in my life. Me too, I, same. I, I, like, and I've kept for, – for me, I was like, all right, is this going to be the place I get to, like, sit down for a while? And I, so far in my life, I've been in 16 different locations I've lived in. That's crazy. So I've gotten to the point where I'm like, you know, I'm just going to be, God, you could, like, I'm just <laughs> expecting you to move me. It's, it's cool. You start getting used to it and, after a while. <laughs> yeah, but I like, when I was younger, I was like, okay, can we just stop and sit somewhere now? Like, I want to just, like, like, keep my friends. I don't want to lose my friends and. Like, I hate moving in transitions and stuff like that. 
So I think I went into a lot of those things expecting to stay there longer, but it didn't happen. Right. But I'm trying to think how many times I like, moved. I mean, I'm including like, uh, like when I like when I was in Orlando, I lived at the Clarks, and then you. Yeah, and no, I'm counting, all, I'm counting I, I, all that too. Yeah. I'm counting all that too. Okay, okay, okay. And I'm at twelve already. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I, then I moved. Oh crap! How okay? I think I'm already. I'm in. I'm in Orlando now, as well. <laughs> you moved in with me. Then I moved out again. So that's twelve, I think. No, that's thirteen. Or twelve, thirteen. Give or give or take one. One. <laughs> All right. So. And then I moved again because I moved out of my parents' house. And I moved after that, so say 15, 16 times. So same. It's insane. So and rough, I've moved, roughly, roughly same. Yeah, and you've moved countries as well. And I moved from South America, but like really far South America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was probably the biggest one because it was a culture change too. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure that both of us can say that like despite the, the drastic changes in our lives that you can see God working throughout. All oh, definitely. I think where I am now, most definitely. I think it's pretty crazy. And I've gotten this far now. You know, I'm not going to stop putting, give, you know, having faith. But <laughs> anyways, I mean, I, I, I like where I'm at. But that's why I, 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 this is a nice hobby to do, too. Because I need to do something. I don't feel like I'm really doing anything in the spare time that I have that I'm not working. You know, as much as I yeah. like my job. I mean, when I like when we lived together, you wouldn't do anything at all. You just kind of hide out in your room. I like my I like my space. <laughs> what can I say? I like my space. <laughs> your hermit space. I mean, whatever, man. <laughs> I know how to have a good. Yeah, hey, you know, like I I gotta get I gotta give you crap sometime, man. Like. I, I know, but it's crapped. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really a hermit. It's just that I like. I like How are you not? <laughs> <laughs> if you could have your own location in the middle of the woods, like away from everybody, I think you would do it. Well, no, because I like contact with people every now and again. But I get plenty of that. From yeah, every work. now and again. But, but I get <laughs> plenty of that at work. You know, it's like why would I want to hang out with the people I work with? I see your face plenty throughout the week. Why do I want to see it on the weekends? You know, not to be cynical about it, but that's just kind of how I feel. Man, don't tell your people at work to listen to the podcast. Kale, <laughs> Kale we went to school together. I saw plenty of you at school. I'm like, when I'm home, I want to just be alone. <laughs> it's like, why is that so bad? Why do people got to crap on that? <laughs> I know. It's just fun to do it. Yeah, it's fine. I, I can take it. Uh Believe me, I've heard it all from my dad has has been ripping on me ever since I was eight years old. Oh, what well, he does it too? Yeah, he arranged the. I had this, <laughs> I had this, um, these sticky jelly things that were my name. So I had a Y A, you know, my name spelled out, and he rearranged them so they would form the word Gayo. And it was on my window. Can you do that one? Can you? Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. It's got a sharp pain in my back. Anyways. So, was there anything else that stuck out out to you in Chapter 2? 
Um, well, before we move on to chapter three, I mean, I just the part that gets me the most is the hair kills the children part. That one, how someone can do something so sickening just so they can kill one person because they feel threatened, you know, and especially a child. Well, they didn't really have the internet back then, so they things would take a little longer to get around and and especially under uh, some kind of like king rulership it wasn't like you could vote them out right <laughs> so there wasn't as much compassion but again that was part of prophecy like, too though that was, that was probably one of the most uh, interesting things that that was that that was also prophesied. 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 Is that the proper term? Yeah. When I say like when I hear some people say prophecy, or I've heard the I've I've heard people say prophesied before though. But that's so weird. Prophecy. It makes me think of Dark Side because his name is spelled Dark Seed. <laughs> if people don't know who Dark Side is, he's a bad guy from Superman. I I know I'm a nerd. Anyways, it's okay, man. Embrace it. <laughs> the return to Nazareth, so is them basically uprooting their lives, making the big trek. So on to the next part. Yeah, chapter three, and this is you. John Baptist prepares the way. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoken of the, by the prophet Isaiah when he said, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Now John wore a garment of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem and all Judea and all the and all the region about the Jordan were going out to him, and they were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come, bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children of for Abraham. Even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize, I, I baptize you with the water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. And he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Jeez, that guy can rant. <laughs> it never was never going to end. <laughs> <laughs> the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee, Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have been um, prevent, would have prevented him saying, "I need to be baptized by you." And do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, 
And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. <laughs> so this whole part where where uh, John just sort of goes off on the Pharisees and the Sadducees, I mean, that's pretty yeah, they're not, they're, pretty not, they're not big fans of them. No, and but he, that's the kind of person John is. He'd call you out. He never held anything back. And it's pretty pretty crazy thing to see here. So what is he saying, basically, to them, to the Pharisees? Um, well, a lot of times, especially in the Gospels, I, you'll notice that like, a lot of the like the the fairies and Sadducees come to them because they have questions like, you know, who are these guys and who, what are they proclaiming? Uh-huh. And uh, t- typically the, the Pharisees kind of get the negative undertone of the perspective of these people. Well, because they're and, hypocrites. They're yeah, exactly. And they're, they're, they're not coming to be uh, like, to be genuinely interested in what they're doing. They're just coming to like slander and to tear them down and criticize yeah. And so he's like, you know, be gone, you bunch of like bureaucratic, uh, that's the like, thing. uh, yeah, uh, theocracy people. They they weren't interested in the truth. They were just interested in uh, tearing these guys down who were challenging their authority. Yeah, and so <laughs> this is so that's how at, where you see John just completely go off on them. But he says a, he says a lot of interesting things here. He calls them a brood of, a brood of vipers. Wait, hold on. Where I just saw that a brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come. Bear fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not presume to say to yourselves, "We have Abraham as our father," for I tell you, God is able from these stones to raise up children from Abraham. Even now, the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire, and then he goes on and on about that. Um, he starts. I, I, yeah, I, what were you going to say? One of the parts that kind of stuck out was like, that at least I, my understanding of what that is saying, sure. uh, chat, uh, in verse 9, it says, And do not presume to say to yourself, we have Abraham as yeah. our father, yeah, and I, I think that. I think that was the biggest part. Is like, you know, like it's kind of like the Christian that's saying, like, "Well, I'm Christian. Don't like <laughs> you don't have, have to tell me. Like, he'll forgive me." Yeah, and, exactly. Like, and like, that's what I was gonna say. Um, that that typical, you know, when people you try to use your Christianity as as an argument as like, well, you're, aren't you a Christian? Against you. Aren't yeah. you? Yeah, they're trying to use it against you. It's like, well, isn't this the Christian thing to do? You're a Christian. Why would you help these people? Why would you help these refugees? It's like, because doing what you're asking me to do is not the compassionate thing to do, you know, or it's not, it's not something that's going to work because there's going to be more problems that come with what your solution is. So God gave us a brain so we could use it too. You know, that you have to be rational yeah. about those things as well. And to think when, when people just say, look, try to use, they try to sell to you uh, compassion. Like, this is the compassionate thing to do. It's like, no. Sometimes that's not the compassionate thing to do. You, ha- you can be have empathy for people, but it doesn't mean that the best way to deal with said problem is by giving in to someone or telling someone you do what you want to do or, like, live the life you want to live. You know, sometimes you got to be straightforward with people and say, like, no, this 
you can't keep doing this. If you actually cared about somebody, you'd confront them about the way that they're living a certain life. If you see that they mm-hmm. keep having a certain problem, you bring it to their attention because that's what a good person does. You know, you don't keep indulging them in in a reckless lifestyle or anything of that sort. Oh yeah, and this is where um, some people like say, "Well, love is the answer. Like, l- love wins." And no, people not tend life. to forget. <laughs> well, no, not like. Like love is the answer. They they are one hundred percent correct. No, no, no. I mean it's con- not realistic they're, of real life. They're the real life comes well, with no, no, their they're, they're con- consequences. They're, stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying their context is out of place. Sure. And their at least their understanding of love is out of context as well. And people tend to like, or I shouldn't say people, but our culture and our language has kind of undermined the word love by using it for everything rather than like. Where a lot of languages, uh, especially in the East, have levels of love and reserves for certain um, titles to um, to emphasize that amount of respect and love. Or even in the Greek, the the Greek has like uh, I, I I'm I'm not 100 percent on the number, but it's like four to six definitions mm-hmm. or different words for love, and right, you can and look at the yeah, and it's just like you know it's the love. Is the answer correct? But there are all ki- there are all kinds of love. You've, you've, we all have heard of tough love, right? And that love is not the same as like make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Some like a, a parent's got to step in and make the right decision for the kid because they don't know what's good for them. Yeah, and you've made this point to me before too. Like you can you can love ice cream, but you can also love your mom, you know, and you can love your wife, and it's a very different that you have for the love that you have for your children. Your mom, you know. Yeah, so. I yeah. <laughs> And it's, that's what I mean. So, like, it, it gets kind of confusing. That's where it gets lost in translation sometimes uh, when you use a word like love and you got to look at the context that's being used, especially somewhere in the Bible or all these other words. That's what we were, ta- we were talking about earlier before. Maybe, maybe it makes a little bit more sense now um, in terms of reading New Standard Version, New English Version, all that. So then you have the baptism of Jesus. So why do you think Jesus had to be baptized? And we also go into this where it was it John who saw the the Holy Spirit come down like a dove. Do you think it's actually? Um, like, uh, we talked I'm about this sure before. Jesus, I, I I'm pretty sure Jesus saw it. Was it too. Jesus saw it or was it John? But, uh, it says he it says, and when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened up to him, and he and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. Oh, um, true. But, so this one, it's, it sounds like they don't capitalize uh, he. I thought they always capitalize he if it was Jesus or God. It's that's true. That's true. Um, and in, in Mark, it, it does say that um, John the Baptist saw it, and that it was revealed to John. Yeah. Let it be so now, I would have for to. thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So, Jesus being pap- baptized, so for some people that may be kind of irrelevant, uh, but I think it's kind of interesting because Jesus being the Son of God, he still had to get baptized in order to receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it, like, he was, like, as, as he was God, he was also man, and he said, this is the will of my Father. Mm-hmm. But it shows also that when you come into the flesh, you still need to accept the Holy Spirit 
you know that that's a that's something that we have a choice of that that's that's our choice that you know you come in and you get you have the choice of free will to live your life the way you want either to accept god and the holy spirit and jesus your savior or you can completely live a completely different life devoid of all that you know Mm -hmm. so that's that's i think another great show of love that god has for us that he's actually willing to let us have choose our own path he'll always be there to help us and guide us and you know help us along the way even though the you know the what's a good term that the waters might get might get choppy at certain times that he's always going to be there uh, for you and i don't know if any anybody else has experienced that or attribute having so, something happen to them that you know to that i i do i can at least say for myself mm-hmm. and but yeah so not to get too deep into that to get too in the weeds uh yeah jesus had, had to get baptized in order to get this um, in order to receive the holy spirit pretty cool and anything you want to add there kale again not, we can't, we can't really go too so, deep into that, what, that, what happens here because yeah. it's just kind of it is what happened and is how it that happened. was yeah i don't know i think we're we are we kind of cleared it up and we're set for the next chapter sweet all right all right this part's actually pretty cool so is it my turn or is your turn it's your turn all right. The temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter and the tempter came and said to him, "If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread." But he answered, "It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God." Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. I like your Jesus voice. Oh, (laughs) Uh, Jesus begins his ministry. Now, when he heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew into Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea, in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali. 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 Yeah, Naphtali. See, in Spanish, we have little accent marks, so we know where to put the emphasis. It could really help here, anyways. It, It could. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. So that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and the way of this the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. 
the people dwelling in the in darkness have seen a great light and for those dwelling in the region and shadow of death on them a light has dawned from that time jesus began to preach saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand jesus calls for the disciples while walking by the sea of galilee he saw two brothers simon who is called peter and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers. Oh, dang it. Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left nets and followed. They left the nets and followed, and going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately they left the boat, and their father followed him. Jesus ministers to great crowds. And when he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in the, their synagogues and proclaiming the, uh, the kingdom of, oh, I'm sorry, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. So his fame spread throughout all of Syria. And they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases, pains, those oppressed by demons, epileptics, and paralytics and healed them and he healed them and great crowds followed him from galilee and the decapolis and from jerusalem and judea and from beyond the jordan all right so jesus starts doing cool things for people he's like yo i got powers you're healed <laughs> you're healed you're healed demons be gone this that all right, so that's, that's a, you know, pretty cool, pretty straightforward. Uh, God, yeah, you know, God, um, I, 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 God. Well, let's, let's kind of break it down from the beginning, sure. the temptations of Jesus. Oh, yeah, there's actually something I wanted to talk about here. Yeah, but, there's some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, but is there something that you wanted to get into first? Well, I don't want to steal your thunder, so oh, I'm no, thinking no, of an no, idea. No, I'm going to no, let you go. No thunder, it's just something, a, a funny observation. Oh, okay. Well, one of my observations in it that uh, that's pretty common that I like to put light on is that uh, when when he was being tempted, uh, every single time he was tempted, oh, he would use scripture. Yeah, he always referred back to scripture. Back exactly. to scripture. Yeah, and I think that that's a very good practice that you know all of us could use, and like even I could use a much better in terms of like you know when I'm being tempted and things like I, I need to like that's why we need to be in the word. That's why we need to like. You know, it's it's our armor, it's mm-hmm. our it's our weapon. The Bible's our sword, and if we use scripture, it is um, it will protect us. Yeah, totally agree. And yeah, again, th- we've had this conversation so many times now, and it's something that we've <laughs> we've uh, we've come to notice reading this like thirty times, um, and not that many times, <laughs> but. There is something that I wanted to, oh, where Jesus says that you shall not t- test your God, or you should not test God, right? Um, again, it, when this is when Satan tries to tell Jesus, you know, throw yourself off because you know God will send angels to pick you up. You know, He's not going to let anything happen to you. And then Jesus yeah. responds, he says, again, it is written, referring back to scriptures, you should not put the Lord your God to 
the test. And I think this is good advice for everybody because I'm pretty sure had Jesus jumped off, he would have died. He would have hit a rock and went <laughs> and just rolled down that hill, you know, and would have been done for. And then God would have been like, "Wow, dude, that just he just would have Tommy boyed it." Like that's not that was not how it was supposed to go. <laughs> like you had so much to do. So that and that's the thing because when people are like, "Well, God wants me," you know, if He doesn't want me to do it, He'll get in the way, right? That's what people always want to say. If if God doesn't want me to do this, he, he he'll send, he'll he'll tell me not to, and he tells you not to. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, you know, never mind. Like, there's a there's a funny joke where there's this guy, he's in a parking lot that's just filled filled with cars, no room whatsoever. He keeps driving because he doesn't want to. He can't park far away because it's just completely packed. And he just prays to God. He says, God, if you just open up a spot for me, just one spot, I swear, I will stop drinking. And right after he said he said that, a spot just opened up. There's a nice, beautiful beam of light just shining down the spot. Just the heavens opened up. And he goes, "Oh, never mind, God. I found one." And he pulls in. <laughs> and he pulls into the thing. So, and I think that's how that's how we you know we live our lives sometimes. And we would like to think that God physically is involved in our lives. He's like he'll just kind of nudge you in this direction, but. Or if you're not doing anything and you'd like, God, do something, but you're not doing anything yourself, you know, God can't drive a parked car. So it's – a lot of it also depends on you, you know. You get in what you, you – you get out what you put into it with yeah, with anything, kinda, I think. You know? Well, yeah, especially like a lot of the people that we went to school with. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, yeah. my gosh. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> Like, do you remember? Do you just remember? Like, it was just painful to watch, like the graduation reels sometimes. Okay. So yeah, the school that Gail and I went to, people at the end of the year, especially in the department that we were in, you would put uh, your end of year reel portfolio. Yeah, your portfolio that you built up. So if you're an animator, you make an animation portfolio. If you're a compositor, you make a compositing modeler, and so on. And then, but there are some people who they've been in this school for two, three years. And when it came time to showing to making a conglomeration of the best things that you could do, the best works, right, that you've been working on for months on end, you put it together, and this is where you have to show for everything that you've learned, your time there, especially after you spent so much money, mm-hmm. and then you oh, gosh, and then yeah. you you see an animation reel of this giraffe walking, and its walk cycle is like it's like a robot giraffe, you know. It's like, <laughs> And you're like, yeah, it's, it's not walking it's properly ju- either. Jumpy like it's, and it's like, what is this? I, that doesn't look like a giraffe. It looks like a giraffe having a seizure. You know, it's <laughs> it, what is this? You're telling me you spent all this money to go to the school to show your parents that you and did this? You know, wow. Okay. It was yeah, and it's, people think that they're going to get hired because they got a, you know, a bachelor's degree. Like, no, that's not how it works in the art industry. They want to see you actually produce something. Right. Yeah, it's crazy, but yeah, again, people have the freedom to do what they want. The, the opportunities yeah. are there, you know, especially if you live in the United States. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover in um, that section, or was there something? Uh... From the time Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
What do you think that means? Well, which part? Where he whole says, thing? from that time in where Jesus begins his ministry. From the time, Je from that time, Jesus began to, pre uh, to preach, saying, repent for the kingdom repent of heaven. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. What do you think that means? Hmm. Well, it sounds, it sounds a lot kind of like of what John the Baptist was saying, you know, repent. It's just the whole story of repenting. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, he did. And he did. Well, hold up. Hold up. He, like he, if let's put this in context, because it did say uh, that that he did this to fulfill what the prophet did say, and he's talking about the Gentiles, saying, you know, telling them to repent for them all, like for them turning away from God. Mm -hmm. And when he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, like and for those like, that do don't know who Gentiles are, Gentiles are non-Jews. And do you uh, do, like in this context? Do you, when he says the kingdom of heaven is at hand, do you think he's talking about himself? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Um, I mean, to think me personally, I think this is kind of it's foreshadowing. I think mm -hmm. if I, if the way that I I perceive it is saying that you know this is the beginning of something greater you know and that's what he means by the kingdom of heaven is at hand like this is where true salvation comes where it's at your doorstep and it's being offered up to you and be ready because this is where it begins does that make yeah, sense th th yeah i think this this part might take a little more research yeah but anyways not to get too caught up in that one so jesus calls his first disciples now Jesus, his disciples, they're pretty normal people. Like, and some of them are frowned upon members of society, like tax collectors. And for example, Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, he's a tax collector. Uh, but you can see Peter, who was Jesus' best friend. Uh, he was just a fisherman, and so were the other two that are referred to in this chapter or in this verse I will make you fishers of men <laughs> it's pretty cr can it's you pretty imagine someone telling they... coming up to you and be like I'll make you fishers of men like what, what? <laughs> are, uh, okay sure I mean alright I guess I'll go along but, with it but, but it is, they just get up and go <laughs> Like, oh, so I guess I'll stop catching fish now, and I'm going to go I'm, net right. up some dudes, S I guess. See you, Dad. <laughs> Bye. Kind of makes you wonder, like, did they, did they know him beforehand? <laughs> you no, know, he must have been just very convincing. There must have been a thing about him. Something about him. Natural charisma, maybe. <laughs> well, it did say that there was nothing that, that was appealing about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, but... I, was, I was making a joke, but that is true. He was yeah. a very average-looking guy. And you can really point him out in a crowd. That's why it was part of like they were so thrown out. They're like we're looking like the, for the Messiah. We're looking for this, you know, macho like ruler to come back and defeat the Romans. And you know what? And people, and there's some people that make the arguments like, well, there, there were a bunch of people at that time coming and saying that they were the Messiah, that they were the one, you know. So why is Jesus any different? And it's like, well. 
think I think just the the fact that I, I know I keep referring back to this and this might be a weak argument, but just referring to the fact that you know we're still talking about this, it, it had influence. It had probably the biggest influence well, the, worldwide the to biggest... what we know in terms of even the establishment of the United States well, when no, it comes no. to the Judeo Christian principles. Of I'll I'll add on I'll, sure. I'll add on to what you're saying yeah. and and reinforce it because it's not completely far off. Uh, the reason why it's still around is because the disciples like they the message when, far when they carried. no well yeah but like you have to go go a little further back go a little deeper and say like you know wh- why why did it go far out because like these are the same guys that like ran and even one of them denied to even knowing right jesus and it was like three times he's like no i don't know the guy i don't know i don't know i don't know and all and of then them they, carried their all this, to the death <gasps> Yeah, day. and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're going out into the, they're going out in the open, like, all right, now, like I've said that, and the, the guy's dead, and like I'm going to start saying he's alive, and I'm willing to die for that. It. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that that's something that was very different from Christianity as versus many of the other religions, where it was not to make the comparison to Islam, but it it wasn't done th- done through conquest until maybe the medieval times, but at that time. Is many the dark ages? You know, everybody was a barbarian at that, at that time. You know, everybody was fighting everybody. <laughs> Disease was, you know, running rampant. It's gross. Yeah. Um, but the that's that's the thing. But yeah, that, these, that's, these, that's, these, that's, that's the, the part that's except for one of them, that... except for uh, what was it, John? He they all carried their word to the death. Where you had Peter, who he got crucified what upside down, um, mm-hmm. where. Well, he requested to. Yeah, he requested to. He was he didn't want to die the death that his savior died. He felt that yeah, he, he wasn't worthy. worthy to. Right. Um. It, I mean, dude, getting crucified in general, like that's pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and the who was it? Oh, I mean, well, John got exiled, and then he goes on to write Revelations after that. Mm-hmm. But. You know, they all get murdered, heads cut off. Matthew got killed in Ethiopia, I think. Uh, Thomas, and, they, and they get tired of yeah. like of the people's excuses, like, "Well, they they just did it because like they just been like went into it was just money corrupt religious systems." Like they were living yeah, the simplest they, lives they, you could possibly live. I'm like, yeah, totally. The the twelve disciples that literally like didn't have much, and then they they died. Like like the whole point of like making money off of a fake religion is living. Yeah, right. <laughs> not to, not getting you're, yourself because killed. you're getting yeah, right. And the thing is also it's not like they didn't see this coming because Jesus said to them, you know, I'm bringing like you if, a if sword. If you're, if you're going to create what's going to happen to you, people are going to persecute you for for my for me. People are going to come at you because of this. If if you want like a good model of what to do if you want to make a lot of money for a religion, look at Scientology. They're, they're, well, the thing the, is, <laughs> the, the, and then Enron Hubbard, though, he even said, if you want to get rich, start a religion. He said that. So, like, but because, yeah. you know, that's, you, if you are making money from a religion, or, you know, when you're collecting donations and stuff, the thing Hopefully is, no at, at church, you don't have to give if you don't want to. In Scientology, the, you're required the further you get into the program, you know, in order to get closer to, uh, yeah getting you know your thetans cleared or however however it goes uh to get cleared that's a thing i watched this documentary it's freaking insane the overlord, insane. The overlord. Insane. yeah xenu the overlord who <laughs> dropped 
aliens into volcanoes and caught their souls and these soul catchers and then released them into people and then all those weird thetan things got stuck to people it it goes it's crazy it's insane oh my gosh but i mean well duh that's what you're gonna get when you the person who invented the religion wrote science fiction (laughs) like so you know and that's why i also like jordan peterson because he actually gets into like what these people wrote so long ago like how these texts were written that long ago so he says like there has to be something to them and that's a thing because we always if if we're not going to take you know people writing things in parchment as history or you know as accounts of how this happened or even stories that depict a truth you know whether it's a good narrative you know you people watch movies all the time sometimes the story itself may not be true but the underlying meaning of it all is um or at least a, a a fantastical depiction of what happened uh the this dang it i lost where i was going with this my mic keeps trailing oh, off but you're not even listening to me either what do you mean i'm not listening okay, what was i talking about jordan b peterson and then he was talking about like Okay. And I'm lost. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> now you're lost. But he was getting he he gets into it all too, which I think is really interesting. Which I think just goes back to show, like you know, there's something to everything that we are reading here. Basically, is what I was going to try to what I was trying to get to. Every, I approve. Huh? I approve. You approve. <laughs> uh, but this is the problem, dude, because we decide to record these things at midnight. On a Monday night, <laughs> and I got work tomorrow. Well, it was because you wanted to cook so late, and uh, yeah, and I also wanted to watch Game of Thrones. Your mom called, and oh, oh yeah. that was a real reason. That was, that that, was that, a real did, reason. That did, Game of yeah, Thrones that added an hour, so wow. Okay, so no. you can't you can't complain. This is all on you, man. <laughs> it's it, HBO makes really good shows, man. Well, actually, I don't really watch many HBO shows. It's probably the only one. I'm not an HBO fan. Yeah, I don't really like all the other stuff, but you know this this show it has a lot of violence in it, so I mean they didn't really have many places to watch it. Uh, we're getting we're getting sidetracked. <laughs> Is that the whole point of a podcast? Here, I think because my brain is so tired that we're I'm starting to drift off. Well, we're at the very end of it. Yeah, exactly. We're actually pretty much finished. Um, so, anything else that you want to talk about on here? Oh, did we address the, the last section in terms of Jesus' ministry to great crowds? Uh, uh yeah. Well, I, mean, the, I mean, it, it was more. It was more inform. It's more informative. Sure. You want to get into it? Uh. Well, I don't know, like, if we can, it's just really informative just of what he did. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I, I kind of, I, I referred to it in the very beginning. So he goes, I said, well, in that last part, he kind of just healed people and taking demons out of people and showing him, like, I have these abilities, you know, through the grace and power yeah. of God. The power yeah. is yours. No, I, I think that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to drag this out too long. We're... Yeah, an hour. Is it an hour already? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. So, again, everybody, if you enjoyed this, please subscribe to let that let us know that you want to keep hearing this kind of content. Uh, it's 
if it's interesting for you. And if you want to add you know, your own thoughts, please leave a comment. We'll be more than happy to read them and to get your input on certain things. Uh, and yeah, anything you want to add, Kale? No, just uh, we're hopefully that you you guys kind of have something to take away that what our goal is for uh, real life application and just uh, simple breakdown of just how we perceive it um, and just reading it, not getting too crazy in depth, even though there's a lot of depth to yeah. some of these messages. Yeah. And, you could you could I mean you, get into a, a single verse. You know, and if you really want to sit there and break it down, I mean, like we, we good, found that out when verse. we kind of tackled on the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, that was kind of one chapter. <laughs> that was one chapter. We took an hour and a half on that. But uh, yeah, and when I said, you know, I, we probably don't have to talk much about much about divorce, and then we spent like a good ten minutes talking about divorce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, like, well, what do you know? There was enough to talk yeah, about. So there's a lot more to it than you would think. Okay, but so. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Until next time, where there are two. My name is Kale. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't want to finish it off with names, dude. That's weird. I know. But I, I, I kind of put you in that position just to see what you do. All right. Anyways. <laughs> uh, well, where there are two, again, subscribe. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. All right. Take care. Have a good night.